Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network tonight. I am your host, Karen Cook, and today we are going to be discussing the flu. Season is here, and it is the most expensive season. It's too expensive to get the flu. You're too busy to get the flu. So let's learn how to prevent the flu this season, because we certainly don't need that amongst everything else going on. Tis the season to be jolly, season to have the flu. So the flu, also known as influenza. So it really is an ongoing health challenge. Millions of individuals worldwide actually experience the flu and are affected by this awful disease year. It's common and highly contagious. It's a rusty illness. It can attack the nose, throat, and lungs. And it's particularly a threat to elderly persons, children, and any individuals who have chronic problems. Now, in Canada, according to the Canadian Healthcare Influenza Immunization Network, about 1.5 million work days are lost in Canada each year because of people getting the flu. So this results in increased health care costs, lost productivity. Here we go. Wait for it. It can equal $1 billion, billion with a B. So that affects our health care system. It affects the business we work for. It's going to affect everybody we work with. And it's ultimately going to affect the customers and the bottom line of the business but it's also going to affect you. I don't know about you, but I had very little jobs that paid me the whole time I was off sick. I was in healthcare for a long time, and sometimes you might get one sick day a month or so many a year. They accumulate or not. You either use them or lose them sometimes. Sometimes I'd use them when I didn't even need it. I know, not good. Do you have enough? Can you afford to be sick? Do you get your full when you're sick? Can you pay your bills? Can you maintain and sustain the style that you have should you get sick? Because this is not a matter of, oh, got a little diarrhea, we'll get rid of that and I'll be on my way. This is a highly contagious respiratory disease that, yes, can kill you. And many, many people die each year all over the world from the flu. So your lifestyle completely changes. And it's not just the bottom line of the finances. It's also you maintaining your activities of daily living, what you do in your home, what in your personal, your social life, your professional life. Your children can still take care of them. If you have pets, dogs, cats, can you take care of them? I don't know, but I don't want to be bending over filling water dishes or changing my kids' poopy diapers when I probably go myself. So getting the flu is, is a disastrous thing to happen. It is estimated in Canada that between two and 8,000 people die each year from the influenza or complications from it because once it affects your system, you are not able to fight off disease. And sometimes we end up with pneumonia. And as you know, pneumonia is a killer. It is a very disastrous lung that can actually kill you. 
And some of us don't even know we have it. You can get what's called walking pneumonia. You walk around, you got a cough, you're not sure, and next thing you know, you're dead. So pneumonia is a very serious condition that can cause death. So it is important that we keep ourselves healthy. And we're going to talk about the flu shot today. Now, I am not recommending you go and get it. I'm recommending that you educate yourself about it. And today I'm going to give you a little bit of information on it. But by get on a search engine, have a look at it, talk to your doctor, your pharmacist, talk to your lawyers, see if it's mandatory, optional, something they might say you should have. For those of you in healthcare, been on that, it is highly recommended. However, it's not something that's mandatory. But it might be mandatory to your health, to your finances, to style. So in the United States, because I know I have some United States listeners out there, well, so the cost-benefit analysis showed that the value of indirect costs or lost fee that was avoided reflected about 78% of all prevented due to vaccination. So 78% product losses, people, work, productivity, if they don't have the flu shot. So getting the flu shot does help you. But again, it's a personal decision. There are some people that shouldn't have it. And we'll talk about all that today so that you have some of the facts. You're not going to have them all. So again, do a search engine and look it up. And talk to your family physician or the emergency room or some kind of healthcare professional, your pharmacist, health clinics that they're offering the flu shot. So talk to them about it. If it's, it's good for you to have, if it's safe for you to have. Uh, studies have also shown that the spread of influenza is linked to workplace contact. So that's people come work with, their, with the flu, knowing or not knowing they have it. You might not know you have the bat, so you go to work. And then guess what? You're contagious. You're in that zone. You're going to get it. And you can get the flu by breathing on someone, by coughing, by talking. So what goes in the air? Guess how I get it? Take a nice deep breath and boom, I've got your germs. And that is how fast it spreads. It spreads from you touching something to touch it. Or I touch your hand and you've just wiped your nose with it. Or you haven't washed your hands properly after touching something, your nose, your mouth. I get it. I spread it to the next person. So it goes on and on and on. And that's how epidemics come to be. But we can't stop what's going on. Uh, the spread of it is very serious. So the vaccination does help prevent people from actually getting the flu. So it decreases absenteeism, it decreases lost productivity, and it increases your bank account in more ways than one. Not only it's your normal paycheck, but once when I was working at a healthcare facility, I didn't get the flu shot. This is my first out of the gate. And I felt it coming on. It came on very quickly. They asked me to stay for a second shift and a half. How can I turn it down? Well, let me tell you, after 16 hours, I could barely drag my poor little butt out of the nurse. And I got into bed and I was there for three, four days. I had the flu. I had the influenza. And believe me, I get it on both ends. Everything ached. It didn't even hurt to breathe. So getting a flu shot might thing back then to have it. But, yeah, I talked it through. However, if you're in healthcare, you know how you have it, you stay out. If you have two jobs and you have it, either job. If you go to both places, say you work at a hospital and a, and a retirement or a a nursing home or long-term care facility, you may not be allowed to go to the hospital because I worked at a long-term care facility and the hospital didn't get the flu shot. There was an epidemic or an out at the, at the uh, nursing home or long-term care facility. 
the hospital didn't want me working there because so I was bringing it there. Boom, there goes the other epidemic. So I'm out two jobs. So it was probably it again. So there's a lot of reasons why we should have the flu shot. And in the United States, 5 to 20% of the population will get the flu. That's 5 to 20 people out of 100. I bet you know 100 people. I bet you could put 100 people in a room that you actually know or are related to, and 20 of you will get the flu, and the rest of you will get it through contact. Because some people end up staying home and they're actually sick. I get, I get, I get it. Oh, I'm not going to miss a day. I'm never going to use a day. I'm going to be there all the time, 100% uh, with my workplace participation. That's, but you're hurting everybody else, and you're going to cause an epidemic. So sometimes you need you need to stay home. Anytime I had an employee come in when I was in charge, and you were sick, I sent you home. Perfect attendance record gone. But guess what? The rest of us didn't get it. So we need to be respectful of that. Even though you might not want to miss work when you're sick, it is not fair for you and it is not responsible for a person to come to work sick. So this just spreads and spreads and spreads. And in the United States, about 200,000 people are hospitalized each because of the influenza illness and the complications that, is, that come along with that. So that's havoc on your finances. You lose work, you don't feel well, you can't pay your bill, lifestyle, can't make your investments, can't plan for your retirement. You see how it goes on and on. And goodness forbid, you have a child in school for secondary education, nobody cares you have the flu, bills are due when they're due. So uh, fewer than half adults, 53% got the vaccination uh, last year. Half people get it, half don't. At the same time, about 24.5 million were struck with the flu. So what if that 43%, almost 25 million people got the flu? That resulted in 11 million medical visits, 300,000 hospitalizations, and 12,000 deaths. Death is the most expensive thing. It's permanent and you're done. If anything is going to cause you to die a high-risk group, you're a senior person, you're a child, you're a, an individual who has chronic health problems, you are more at risk than anybody else. Talk to your physician or pharmacist or a health clinic about the flu shot. Uh, and, of course, the annual direct cost for hospitalizations and outpatient visits, about $10.5 billion, with a B, again, $10.5 billion for people who go to the hospital, get medication, go visit a doctor, have an emergency call, $10 for not getting the flu shot. And if you have insurance, good for you, right? We want insurance because sometimes the insurance will offset some of your costs. But if you don't and and you get you don't get the flu shot, you get the flu, what's gonna cover you while you're off? You can't get unemployment while you're off with the flu. You still have a job. Right? So there's not a lot of compensation for you to be off. So uh, it is really important that we at least get knowledgeable about it. Know what's going on with that. so the average daily cost of a hospital visit, what if you get, what if you're in a hospital? You could pay 1000 to 3500 a day just to be in the hospital. You don't have insurance. Now, here in Canada, we do have insurance, basic insurance. So if you went in the hospital and you were in a room with somebody else that had the flu, they are most likely at a different stage you're at. They could have a different strain. So 
cross-contamination, eating theirs, they're catching yours, making you more sick. Then you think, I want a private room. Private rooms cost money. So unless you have insurance that covers that, you're off work, you're in a hospital, whole life has been altered. God forbid you have children or animals at home, single parents, with your you can't take care of them. You're in the hospital and you're forking out more money to get better. It's not your normal, I feel like crap. This is, oh God, I could die. So this is a very, very serious kind of flu. So on that note, let's uh, stop there. Go into our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about we financially can't afford to get the flu. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back after this break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today, and we are discussing the flu season, how it is the most expensive season. So before we went to break, we were talking about hospital stays and how we might be paying daily to $3,500. So let's say you don't have to go to the hospital. You've got a mild case, just not going. You're still going to need to be at home. You're going to need rest. You're going to need over-the-counter medications, whether it's your Buckley's, or you're taking some kind of gestant or something for uh, stomach aches or to stop your diarrhea or to help you not vomit or you might need gravel for your upset stomach, you still have to buy that. You need to eat. You need to get your nourishment. So you might be drinking water, juice, ginger ale, eating your chicken noodle soup. You're missing work. 
Who's taking care of you? Who's taking care of your family, whatever that is? And who's taking care? And who's paying your bills? So regardless, whether we go to the hospital, we're still paying. In insurance, you protect yourself with insurance, right? House insurance, car insurance, commercial insurance, personal insurance. You want insurance. The flu shot's like insurance. The flu shot prevents you from getting these strains of flu that cause all this financial loss. It is an insurance thing, but again, make sure you have the facts. So the average hourly wage, according to my research in, in America, is about $26.650 an hour. Recent data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed me that. If you are making around $26.55 or $50 an hour, uh, do you get do you get do you get paid for that? So each eight hour day that you miss work costs you about two hundred and twelve dollars and change each day. You will most likely at least miss a day be, or a week because flu you're going to have it for about three days, even longer. And some workplaces, especially in healthcare, require you to be two days or forty eight hours free symptoms before you return to work. Now, let's say your workplace, you need a doctor's note to come back after being sick after three days, which is pretty standard. Now what? You have to go to the doctor's office, so you have to go there. It's going to cost you money. You take a bus, a cab, get a ride, bike it, take your e-bike, take your car. It's going to cost you money. Will your doctor charge you for the note? I don't know. So he might. There's more money. And, of course, um, the more work we miss, the more we get behind the thing. So even if you are paid when you're not sick, they might run out limited. And again, that's going to eat up a lot of your sick days, vacation time. And who wants vacation time when you're sick? I've seen workplaces say, take your vacation time because we can't be off work for two weeks without pay. That puts you behind. Then you're playing catch-up for six months, waiting an extra week of pay to come up in one of those work months that have five days. So remember that anyone you're responsible for should also look into getting the flu shot. So if you're a, parent, a caregiver taking care of your children or you're taking care of your parents, these are people at risk, or you're taking care of a sickly person, these are the people we want to talk to our doctors about and get the information regarding the flu shot. Uh, and, of course, the part of the illness is very serious because it circulates throughout the year. We get cold, stomach bugs, people miss work. But this is influenza. This is the big flu. So uh, for self-employed, getting the flu is more costly because your lost productivity, who pays you? Did you set it up in the company so you got sick days? <laughs> Probably not. You're going to offer, well, if you don't work, you don't get the money. Now, if you run your business, you have people working for you, you still have income, but can you do that? Like, I don't know if I want to sit on the toilet with a bucket on my lap and on my computer. Because that's what you do, and you know it. For those of you that are in healthcare, that I've had it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You are sitting on the toilet, it's washing out one end, it's coming out there. You can work. <laughs> I can't work like that. I'm working on not losing my nut here. So, yeah, that's a lot of work. So being self-employed, you're losing even more. You don't have the sick days. You don't have vacation days because you are the company. So it's almost impossible to keep up with your work when you're self-employed. And we don't know whether this flu season is going to be huge then 
I mean, the good indication is many people, as you know, are going to get it. We already know that, as we talked about, 43%. So, um, and the flu shot itself is recommended. Uh, there are other options that you can look at because I was offered it once when I want the flu shot. I wasn't well informed. So it, it was called Tamiflu. It's an alternative to that. But again, I had to look into that to see whether I wanted to do that as well. This was when I first came into healthcare, and I didn't get it. I didn't get the shot. I didn't take Tamiflu. And yes, I did flu. And I worked at a nurse, a long-term care facility and a hospital. I couldn't go into the care facility because I received flu shots. So I did work at the hospital. I didn't get the flu at that point. But once I went back into the home, when they cleared it up, yeah, I got it. Because it's terrible. So depending on what you do for a living, where you work, what your allergies are, what your status is as far as being at an at-risk person, you want to talk to your doctor. Maybe other alternatives out there, but that's the, the two that I know that will help you not get the flu. Uh, so... Influenza can be preventable, right? The best way is that we need to get the shot. However, there are things we can do to keep ourselves safe. Wash your hands. Wash, wash, wash your hands. I don't care if it's hot, warm, or cold water. You need to rinse your hands with soap under running water for at least 20 seconds to get all the germs off your hands. Because, you know, the first thing you're going to do within the next 30 seconds is touch your face. Whether it's an itch, a cough, a scratch, a sneeze, a wipe in your eye, whatever you're doing, you touch your face so many times a day, hundreds hundreds of times a day, so this spreads. You touch a doorknob, you push an elevator button, you touch anything, you have to wash your hands. The hand sanitizers are great. Carry a little one in your purse pocket. Have it with you at all times. Wear your gloves when you can. If you're in healthcare, wear gloves. Only, please don't double glove. Don't wash them, don't turn them inside out, and please don't share them amongst individuals. Touch your own personal stuff with your dirty gloves. Be aware that your hands are the biggest contaminant on your body. Wear masks, goggles, proper protection when you're going in an isolation room. People that have a contagious illness, that have the food pneumonia, whether you're working or visiting, wear the proper equipment. You will touch it. So wearing the proper equipment, covering our mouths with sleeve when we cough or sneeze because millions and millions of people flu every year and it spreads so quickly, it becomes an epidemic. And then there are so many, it's really unbelievable. I've seen it just spread so crazy through long-term care facilities. And I remember one season, we lost over 12 people, 12 people died because it went all over the place and they were all residents many many staff were down and out for weeks with it and I was one of them so in our hemisphere in North America generally the northern hemisphere our season for influenza runs between about November to April more down south in your southern hemisphere about June to October so it's important it's already been out there people are recommending it now I went to my doctors there a couple of weeks ago and flu shot so they're offering it. And yes, most of them are free or you might pay a nominal fee, but uh, you should definitely look into it if you think that you should have it. So the burden of this has two aspects. First of all, there's severe disease and death. And secondly, the impact, the loss of work, the time off work, 
the loss of our, the loss of what we can, we, what we are able to save, what we are able to invest. Not just that. What if you're the company? What if you're the owner? What if you're the manager? Do you know how much work you have to do to replace people? What if you can't replace them because everybody's sick? You have to physically go do the job. You're in a place where the flu's going around. You know you're it. If you own the company, you're losing productivity, staff. You're paying over because people just can't come in when they're sick. You can't. You can't do it. Right. So um, if you aren't getting the flu shot, you run the risk of all of this happening. Millions of people don't have insurance. In Canada, we do have a healthcare system. However, it might pay for my flu shot. It might pay for me to go to the doctors or go to the hospital for my prescriptions. Doesn't pay for my loss of work. If I own a company, I'm done. Right? What's what am I going to get paid? I might have set up insurance, but I might not have up for vacation days. Basically, you're paying yourself from your company when you're not making any money, so you're paying out of your reserves. So there are so many reasons to have insurance, even if you're in Canada. In the United States, Americans, oh my goodness, 4.2 million people over 55 years of age lack health insurance. What's the greatest risk of the flu? Elderly people. People are getting older. People who are becoming more sick. Any respiratory illness. So if you're right, many of these individuals are tapping into their assets, their retirement funds, to use it to survive. And boom, it can go fast. Half of all bankruptcies can be just as what's called medical bankruptcies. And private insurance not protect against financial ruin. So you want to talk to your financial advisor and see if you can find something that will help you while you're off work fighting any diseases or illnesses. Illnesses affect the financial well-being of mostly people between the ages of 51 and 64. If we don't have that health insurance, we aren't going to be able to make our, our payments, right, our investments. So you end up using your assets, which you've already invested, and then you don't have that anymore. So it is so important to make sure that we have everything ready for when it does happen, we're going to be ready for that. So if you qualify Medicaid, look into it, see if you qualify, because maybe it will help you. So the extent to which individuals lose assets does depend on their level. Providers may choose not to pursue payments from individuals, right? So of the means. So uh, preferring to write the payment off as a charity or bad debt, right? Wealthier individuals may demand more costly services. So medical bills increase with... So these two effects suggest that the poorest uninsured people who fall ill are likely to lose a small amount of wealth, while wealthier individuals might lose more. However, if you don't have the money, you can't get the proper care. So it doesn't matter what income bracket you're in. If you're rich, you're middle, you're poor doesn't matter. If you don't have everything set up, you still experience the same symptoms, the same needs, the same care. Uh, so on that note, let's go into our next break. And when we come back, we'll uh, continue talking about our flu and start to learn a little bit about this flu shot. So you are listening to Karen Cook, Financially Speaking, on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back.
too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I'm Karen Cook, your guest host, and today we are talking about how expensive is the flu. So we don't have time for that. We don't have the finances for that, and we don't want that, right? So according to a statement from the Public Health Agency of Canada, the best thing for Canadians and Americans to get the flu shot, because we're all in the same hemisphere here, we're all in the same, is, well, now or last month. Right, November is considered the month where you should start getting your flu shots. So um, you want to try to get demonized in the fall because it takes your body about two weeks to establish an, an immune response to the vaccination that they give you and makes it effective against the flu where you don't get it. So the sooner you get it, the more you'll be in the long run especially because the flu season tends to wind down. So you want those antibodies your body's going to produce against the antigen that they put in you, the strain of the flu shot, so that you can protect yourself. That's like wearing a personal protective equipment. Your flu shot, personal protective equipment, it protects you. It's your insurance. Okay. So our virus may not be a severe health risk to everyone. We know that Babies under six are at risk. Children with developing immune systems are at risk. Women are at risk. Seniors and, of course, anybody with any chronic health condition are at risk. Complications from the flu, as you know, pneumonia, respiratory illness, diarrhea, vomiting, aches, pains. So, and we know there's a lot of deaths that come from that each year as well. So... As the winter is coming, it's been colder. Oh, my gosh, it's been cold too long, right? We have three and a half months of this. So uh, it's getting colder even more so now. We've had snow in my area. People around me are starting to get sick. I was at a meeting last Monday, and this girl beside me was coughing and sneezing and blowing her nose, and I thought, oh, I hope I don't get it. So I kind of leaned to the other side and moved my chair a bit, but I don't even want to be in her breathing room. So I don't know if she were fully sick, but you knew the symptoms were coming. I was lucky not to get. So being around people, being out and about, you're out and about shopping, right? Doing shopping or are you an online shopper? 
that would be nice. But if you're out and about, you're around sick, you don't know who's sick. Take your kids to be Santa. Do you know Santa's not sick? I hope not. Kids, these are people that are at risk. So you really have to look out for the coughs, the sniffles, the breathing sounds, you know? So uh, there's a lot of things that are going to make us sick. So we really have to be careful. So the vaccination is an important line of defense against the flu. The widespread and debilitating nature of the flu means that yearly outbreaks of flu lead to substantial workplace absenteeism. We talked about productivity, huge component of this financial burden on society, but also on yourself. So we do tend to target elderly individuals, high-risk individuals, and it has shown that it is cost-effective to get the flu. The burden on the healthcare system lessens. And of course, then we don't get it if we're two people because they don't have it. So who should be vaccinated? The National Committee on Immunization recommends everyone except children under six months of age or anybody that has a serious allergic reaction to eggs. Say what? <laughs> there is a protein, an egg protein that binds the medication together that's in the flu shot. So if you have a sensitivity to eggs, you should not get the flu shot because you will have an allergic reaction. If you've ever had the flu shot before and you've had a negative reaction to your doctor because you should not get the vaccination, there might be something in there causing a reaction. Um, In particular, these are the types of people that should get the flu shot. Anybody over 65, anybody with any serious health problems, so heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, respiratory disease, people with diabetes, cancer, or blood disorders, people with a weakened immune system. A couple come to mind right now. If you have HIV or are carrying the AIDS, you might have a weakened immune system. You should look into the flu shot. Any child that is six months or under under six months should not get the flu shot. Above six months to eight is considered something you should look into getting the flu shot. Uh, Pregnant women should get the flu shot. Um, An even employee or volunteer at a long-term care facility, hospital, chronic institution, or retirement facility. So if you're working with seniors, you should get the flu shot. These are the people that are more at risk. They should do. Any community service worker, if you're going into people's, you need to get the flu shot. My goodness, going into someone's home, breathing in their air. And anybody living with an individual at high risk for influenza-related complications should be shot. So there's a lot of people out there. Now, I should probably tell you that I was in healthcare a very long time. And I never had the flu shot, and I never took the flu. I did get the flu once. And it was really bad. Once when I worked in a long-term care facility, I worked that double shift, 16 hours home, and boom, collapsed. I didn't go to the hospital. I did my, you know, over-the-counter stuff, chicken noodle soup, bread and butter, toast with light butter, uh, ginger ale. I like ginger ale. It's not sweet. Uh, that's basically all I drank. Um, and that was about it. Nothing drank for about three or four days. I was down for about a week till I could go back to work. And that cost me a week of work. <laughs> if I had the flu shot, I probably wouldn't have gotten this. And I did wear my gloves. I did wash my hands. I did wear my mask. But come on, paper masks, <laughs> they aren't great. I didn't have my respirator mask on. So um, it is important. And because I got the flu when I was there, I'm 
I probably spread it to other residents and people because I stayed knowing I had it. They needed me. Nobody could come in. I I was so deathly sick by the time I left, I should have gone to emerge. But I'm the one that could have said. So it was not a responsible thing for me not to get the flu shot. And I have gone to, because I have researched it, I understand it, but I didn't feel that I needed it beneficially at the time. I still refused it two weeks ago at my doctor's office. I don't know if it's a smart thing to do, but um, I have not gotten it, and I've been pretty lucky. Uh, but again, I could be asymptomatic. I could be carrying it and not show any symptoms and spreading it around. So cost of me not getting it, bringing that flu, I could have transmitted it all through the term healthcare. Every resident could have had that. I don't know. It was a huge outbreak. Pretty much everybody had it. Pretty scary. So as far as transmission goes, <laughs> I don't know. Put yourself in the bubble. The only way you're not going to get it. Don't let anybody in to breathe your ear and don't breathe anybody else because you can get it anywhere. And I know you can boost your immune system by taking different uh, over-the-counter or natural medications out there. But again, talk to the physician about it. Because if you don't know how natural meds, over-the-counter, cold FX, I know a lot of people that take that to prevent, and they swear by it. I took it for a while, but really know if I was doing any good. I didn't get sick, so maybe it was working. But I know a lot of people take that, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But anything you're taking, you should always call the pharmacist. They need to know, or your doctor. Everything that you're taking, that's prescription, over-the-counter, natural, anything, because you never know how they're going to work with each other in your body, okay? So uh, it's so quickly, whether it's droplets, breathing, sneezing, coughing, talking, correct, through any secretions on your hands, a, a tissue, touching a doorknob, touching a doorknob that someone just touched that sick, pushing the elevator button, button opening a door. Touching someone. Oh, hi, good to see you. Let's have a hug. Right, so you can do contact, direct contact, indirect, either way. Person with it or touching something they did or being in the room just breathing around them. Right, so it solves. Spraying an aerosol, where are you spraying the flu? Shooting right out the door. Right, so aerosols can be bad for uh, transmission as well. So it is quite infectious to get this. And for those that have had the flu shot, they're not going to, because they have been given these strains, these antigens that are in the flu that with the body and your blood system produces these antibodies. And those antibodies fight whatever strain of that flu. And there's three strains in it that fight the three main strains of the flu that come back. Okay. So uh, a lot of the time you're going to find the viruses and then the throat, something like that. You're going to feel it there first. You're going to start to feel achy. This could be four or five days after the onset of symptoms. Right? So you might not even know you're sick when you're spreading it around because you just. So this viral shedding continues uh, for days. Right? So we might be showing symptoms, a few lower symptoms, like, oh, I got a runny little nose. Oh, I got a little tickle in my throat. Oh, I don't know if I'm cold or achy. By that time, you're sick. And any children, elderly, or people with a weakened immune system around you, this is deadly for them. It's not just seniors that die, folks. Children do too. What's that going to cost you? I would say my sanity. Right? And that's not financial. That's just the way it is. So we want to protect our family. Overall, it really is hard to control seasonal influenza. 
So uh, some of the reasons imperfect vaccine effectiveness, not everybody took the antibodies, right? Some people are immune to certain things. So it might not work on you. Uh, not getting the flu shot, delaying the flu shot, spreading our illnesses that we don't know that we have. So there's a lot of reasons you can't control this. And when you are working in a healthcare facility, we don't leave the windows open. Uh, people are coming in and out. They're being taken to breakfast, lunch, supper. Health professionals and hospitals are coming in and out all the time. Visitors are coming in and out. And it's just spread, 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 spreading. Okay, so it is really hard to control this disease. So symptoms you might experience. Fatigue, which is tiredness. Sneezing, runny nose, watery eyes, muscle aches, headaches, cough, fever, loss of appetite. Although I'm okay with that one. Sore throat, right? And these symptoms can last five days. The illness may result in three to four days of you being on bed rest. So three days from being absent from work or school. And school, if you're in school and you exist, your whole financial future is in trouble. You may miss things you might not be able to make up or information add. So this decreases your income. It decreases your effectiveness. And it really affects your finances, your ability to pay bills, your ability to invest, and the luxuries. Everybody likes to do whatever that is. So it's a lot of loss when it comes to the flu shot. And you, if you're infected with it, you can take this for seven days after you experience one of these symptoms. That is how fast and quick it spreads. 72% of people go to work with the flu. 5% they say guilty when they call in sick. 53% of people, they became sick because a co-worker came in to work sick. So if, please stay home. I realize some people don't like to lose work. But please don't me. Everybody around us, all of our clients, because you know it can kill and thousands of people every year. So if you're sick, please stay home. On that note, let's go to the last break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the myths, and I'll give you the truth, about the flu shot and finding out if it's safe for us to take. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. Today we are discussing how the flu is the most expensive season. We do not have time to get sick. So influenza can be prevented by using some common measures. So frequent hand washing. You can, using, you can use alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Keep your hands away from your face. Wear gloves when you can. Cough into your sleeve or an arm rather than, because again, it minimizes the contact to your face and it will decrease infection. Regular cleaning and disinfection of common surface areas, door, keyboards, phones, countertops. And if you're working or you're out in public, keep your gloves, keep your gloves on. So if you're working in a field where you wear gloves, healthcare, which is where I come from, one of my careers. So wear your gloves no matter what. There's nothing wrong with wearing gloves to take somebody's water container, pour water, pull up a bed rail, uh, whatever, turn on the TV because then I'm keeping my knee and yours to yours. Because it's airborne, right? So it gets on us. So wear your gloves. If you're into, I don't know, a shopping mall, going to get groceries, keep your winter gloves on your hand. So remember, people touch the carts. People cough, not all over the carts. Touch the carts. I always hand sanitize. I know I'm a little bit freaky about that, but I just leave my gloves on. And if I can't, I'll hand sanitize the thing. At least I'm starting. When I get back in the car, I hand sanitize my hands because if not, I touch everything, aren't I? I'm going to touch the steering wheel. I'm going to touch everything, and I'm going to get it on there. So keep your gloves on. And, of course, the best way to prevent the influenza is the immunization of the flu vaccine. So personal protective equipment, we talked a little bit about that. When it calls for it, wear it. Wherever you're working or visiting or hanging out or socializing. So they will depend. Respiratory protection, half or full face mask. If you're in a healthcare facility, those little masks, you know if you need the respiratory mask. The mask fit testing fits your face to the mask so you're not getting in. Eye protection. And no, it's not your glasses. Your beautiful glasses you pay for, please don't use them to protect you. Wear face shields, visors, goggles, things like that. You can get hearing protection, so earmuffs, plugs, right? Uh, hand protection, wash your hands, wear gloves. Use barrier cream. Use salt-based uh, hand protection, hand sanitizer. The alcohol is a sterilant, so it takes ours, which are these little incubated things that cause disease, uh, which generally don't come out with just normal hand washing. Protection, keep your boots on. Don't be going barefoot. I belong to the Y. I three days a week. I work out uh, once a week and get in the hot tub in the pool, but I never walk along the bare feet. I get to the pool, I jump in the pool, I put my little flip-flops right I jump in the pool. Don't walk around in your bare feet because you don't know if you're going to catch anything there, cut your boom, now you're compromised. Um, so some myths and many misconceptions stop people from getting the flu. Flu is not a serious illness. Oh, yes, it is. The influenza is a very serious contagious disease that leads to many deaths and hospitalizations and lost wages each year. Another myth, which I thought at the beginning until I learned, the flu shot causes the flu. And I know some of you are shaking and going, yep, 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 I do. I agree. Uh, because I thought that. Because I thought, well, they're putting it in you. You're getting, people are getting the flu. Achy, their arm hurts. You don't get enough 
of the protein from the virus to actually cause the flu. It's not the actual live virus that goes into you that causes the disease. So, yes, you might get a little achy from it. You might think you're getting the flu. Okay. Another myth, which I thought, too, the flu vaccine protects against one strain. But that's not true. It, the strain changes year to year. So the vaccine is reformulated every year to protect against three big strains of the flu that are predicted to be circulating in this coming year. So being vaccinated is important. And it's every year, it's not once. A myth of washing my hands is the best protection against catching the flu. Truth is, yes, hand washing is a good way to prevent illness. But it's the best way. It's the flu shot. So you're thinking, is it safe? The flu shot is considered very safe. But again, it's medication. There are side effects. So I'm going to say once again, please talk to your physician or a pharmacy no meds. So the most commonly reported side effects, soreness or tenderness at the injection could last a couple days. You might get a fever. You might feel tired. You might have a little muscle ache. And then even within 6 to 12 hours after the injection. Those are mainly what happens. Now, in rare cases, there could be more severe symptoms. But again, talk to your doctor. Your doctor knows you. And if you go to a pharmacist, they know your meds. They know on, they get to know you. So go to, go to a healthcare professional that knows you. Talk to them about it. And they'll be able to give you the best medical advice as to whether or not you should have the flu shot. There are a few percentages of people that shouldn't have the flu shot. Other than allergic to eggs, had a bad reaction. If you're afraid of needles, it's okay. I get it. They're not fun. But a good healthcare professional, decent needle, and you shouldn't feel a lot of pain. And let's face it, count it down, you'll be fine. What is it? Two seconds of your life to protect your life. Not that, okay? Uh, and, of course, our children, we want to survive. We want them to live. We want them to be healthy. So it really is important that we get our children uh, vaccinated all because they need to grow. Their immune systems are already compromised. They're not fully grown. Grow till we're 18, technically till we're 25, but we're considered adults fully grown at 18, so we need to take care of our kids. Uh, and, of course, um, anybody that reminds should really get the flu shot. So it is considered quite safe. So we don't have to worry about dying from the flu shot per se, but we do need to worry about dying from the flu, losing money, not being able to take care of our family. And I don't know about you ladies out there. I say ladies because it seems to be women that tend to think this way, that I have to take care of my family. I don't have time to get sick. I have a family. I have children. I have animals. I have a house. I have bills. We seem to kind of run the whole thing. If you're a single parent, male or female, does not matter. You run the roost. You rule the roost. Saying goes, you can't afford to get sick. So thank you for joining me today on the Inspired Choices Network. I hope I've given you a little bit of information to carry forward. And I really do hope you speak to your healthcare professional getting the flu shot this year. So next week, please join us when Kathy is going to discuss New Year. Great look at your finances. So you are listening to the Inspired Choices Network, Financially Speaking. This is Karen signing off. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. 
Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.